Kandisha, come on up here. I don't have to introduce her. I don't have to say anything. You know her. This is the powerhouse. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Um, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Sultan, my friends. Hey, Base Camp, how are you? It is so good to be back. Uh, I won't be before you guys long today. Uh, God has just been kind of orchestrating, orchestrating from start to finish this whole week. Even prior to this, I was supposed to be traveling on multiple trips over the last week and a half, and the Lord just started to cancel my work trips. And I just felt like the Lord was compelling uh, me to come. And then I said, Corey, I'm going to New Hampshire. You want to go? He says, absolutely, I'm not missing out on Life Church. And so... And so, and then, yeah, it was somewhat absolutely. <laughs> then, um, but we're excited for what God is doing here. And, it, and so, yes, we had an, I said, we had an assignment, but God have, was orchestrating the ministry. And today is part of that, because this was not on the agenda, <laughs> right? And the Lord gave um, me a download for you all after seeing what he was doing. And he's just been preparing the way for us ever since we got here. And we're just excited for what he is doing. And so I just want to open us up in prayer. God, we worship you this morning. I thank you, Lord, God. God, yet maybe they came because this is what we do on a Sunday morning. We want to hear from you. But God, there is a purpose why, why they're here this morning. And God, I pray, Lord, meet them in every seat where they're at, God. I thank you, Lord, that every person that walked into this door, into this tent this morning, God, I thank you, Lord, that they are changed by the power of God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the same God that is in the thunder is the same God in the still small voice. So, Lord, I welcome the still small voice of you in this house. God, I thank you, Lord, God, that you are covering every household. You're covering every member, God, every person, God, that is sitting here, every child, every adult. And I ask, God, that you give us a word from you this morning, God. I hide myself behind the cross, God. I decrease so that you may increase within me, God. And Lord, I ask, God, that you anoint my lips with fire, God, and that you are in the midst of this, God. We honor you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I, um, before I begin, Katie and Kyle, will you come up here? Calling them out. They're like, what? We just encountered God two days ago. <laughs> but uh, you guys, yes. Uh, Lynn's, come introduce them. These are my, this is my sister. She encountered God the other day. Experienced the joy of the Lord. This is her fiance, my, my brother-in-law. Okay. Thank you. And so I just wanted them to share just briefly about what God did in their life and what he's been doing over the last couple days. You can do it. You got this, Katie. Um, about 10 days ago, I, um, I had a really bad panic attack. And um, uh, I was suffering from weed psychosis. So... Um, 
it makes you believe that reality is not real. It makes you question everything. Um, I was freaking out, and he was trying to snap me out of it, and I just could not come out of it. And it's been... Um, it was the most terrifying moment in my whole life, um, doubting reality and not being able to pull myself out of it. And um, uh, So I've been detoxing the past uh, 10 days, and Lindsay brought Corey and Kenesha into our lives, <laughs> and completely, like, my world got flipped upside down. I was broken off of, like, being, like, like, weed addiction, like, anxiety, and, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> it just came into our lives and really woke us up. My fiancé had his first encounter with Jesus, and, um, that was just, like, crazy. <laughs> um, I just never thought I'd be able to come back here and really feel something. I thought I was permanently lost, and I'm restored. <laughs> So, going into the wedding, there's been a lot of ups and downs planning it. Um, a couple of days ago, we had a lot of family issues, and then talking to Corey, and I just had like my first encounter. And it was just like a weight lifted, like instantly. And it was refreshing. It felt good. <laughs> so. Oh, Gabby. Um, my friend Gabby is suffering from ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease and just causes like really bad things to happen in your body. And she's been suffering for years now. Um, and. <laughs> She, I, I like, I needed her to come to our house last night. I just, like, she, she'd been in the hospital for weeks on end. She'd been in and out. She'd been feeling good, and then she'd come get attacked again. And she was in a ba- really bad flare-up a few weeks ago, and um, she was finally feeling better, so she came over with her fiance, her, her boyfriend, and um, she was just, like, like, I don't know. She her, Yeah, she was absolutely wrecked on um, miracles that are happening. Uh, Corey suffered from the same thing, and he's telling her that he was healed from it. And she's just in so much disbelief. She's yelling, like, are you kidding me? This is not real. Um, and we just started praying for her, and, like, just things just were, like, falling off of her. I could see just, like, darkness and, like, a big black cloud removed from her and her family. Um and her her boyfriend had been struggling like things were lifted off him too and i believe she's completely healed and she's just going <laughs> to she's going to find it out <laughs> and this happened in the living room guys in our living room at our house okay it doesn't need to be at an anointed altar it is at your home it's in your home your home is an anointed altar. Yes. Yes. Uh, you guys, let's give it up for the Messina family. And, and you guys, there is, there's more to the story that got the Lord not just restored. 
her house, uh, K- Katie, but touched all three of the sisters together and just brought unity and restoration to a family. And God is about restoring the family in this season. And, and I am excited, I believe. And as I was praying yesterday and today, and I said, Lord, what is it? And he said, in order for you guys to hit what God is about to do in September, it has to start in your house first. Yeah. In your life groups, in your, with your family, people you're connected to. And, 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 and it's time to build not just a community, but a family, a safe place. And the, the great thing is that I love what happened with Katie and Kyle is that it was too good to contain. <laughs> like, there's like, there's something more. And so people just started showing up to the house last night. And I said, well, Lindsay, what's happening? <laughs> and it's because they knew what they felt was so real that it compelled them that somebody else needs this. And if there's nothing else that we get out of this morning. It's that the healings that you receive here at the altar is because somebody else needs it in your house. You get the strength here so you can take it back to your house, so you can take it back to your job, so you can take it back. That that same power in God that is resting here at the altar is resting in your homes as well. But you gotta know that God has created you to be an agent of change. <laughs> you are. It's in the book. That's right. You remember. God has created you to be that person to come and bring the light in the darkness. And I'm going to just share a couple things that the Lord just put on my heart. Um, I'm going to do, probably you're going to get more of a teacher than a preacher. Uh, so I should be okay on my voice and the tea today. But I want to just share this and this is how prepared I was for this, that the Lord just had me put it in my phone. So we're just going to work with it. Um, you can't bring the harvest and not have your own house be in order first. You can't be ready for this harvest that we know we're talking about. And not allow the Lord to do the work in our own houses first. You are equipped for that. Hello, Emily. Haven't got a chance to see her since I've been here. But you are equipped for that. You are equipped to handle the harvest in your own home. Your family, the Lord told me to tell you this morning that your families are coming home. The lost cousin, the lost brother, the sister, the spouse, the the children, the whole household is coming home in this season. That... Some of you mothers have been praying on your knees for years. Some of you fathers have been asking God to bring them back, to bring them back. And they pop their head in, but they run back in the corner. But the Lord is saying that in this season, before this month is over, they're going to pop their head and they're going to stay out of the corner. They're coming out this time. And and I don't know about you, but that excites me. Am I the only one that has a family member that is not totally sold out for the Lord? It's okay, we're, we're all, we all have somebody, we know somebody that we love and adore, but God is trusting you to be the one to help pull them out of the pit in this season. Um, we're going to go to the prodigal son, a story that we're all very familiar with. 
Um, Bonnie, I know you're here somewhere, so just if you can just stay close to the keyboard, that'd be great. Thank you, Sarah. I see you moving. Um, Luke 15. Oh, you're not moving for me. She said, just kidding. <laughs> she pump faked me. <laughs> Bonnie's coming. Thank you. Um, and then if Crystal's in the room, I don't know if she's still here, but if you can just be ready to come up. Uh, Luke 15, 11 through 32. We're not going to read the whole story. Many of you guys know it. We've all heard the prodigal son. We know that he went and spoiled the goods, went out and said, I'm, you know, I'm going to come back. So we're going to speed up the story. And the Lord told me that the, we're going to focus not on the prodigal coming home, but we must be prepared to welcome the prodigal when they do come home. That's hard to hear. Sometimes the one person that's been praying is the same person that can push them away. We don't want to hear that part. We got to know that they feel welcome to come home when they're ready to come home. It's time to start to prepare the table for them. Get the room ready. Respect of he starts setting up the table for them in the spirit that everything God is no respect of he says your his word would never return void. So if you've been praying it, it has to manifest. If you've been speaking, if you've been declaring it, God is going to restore it. I'm gonna tell you, and I don't know why I've been sharing my story with my father so much this trip, but uh, fast forwarding, my father left me and my siblings, my mom, when I was five years old, he was, got caught up in drugs. He had a great job. He got caught up in drugs. He left when I, when I was five, my mom said, it's either the drugs or the family. And of course, um, because he was so caught up in it, he chose the drugs. And so for years throughout my whole elementary through high school life, he was not a part of, he started to fade out of my life more and more. And that hurt, it created anger, it created bitterness. I didn't need him anymore. All of this. And so going through finally 18, 19 or whatever is when I began to walk through the process of forgiveness for him. I'm fast forwarding then to 22. I was in college. I went to Oral Roberts University. My teacher out of the blue, an oral communications class that has nothing to do with writing whatsoever. She said, you know what? I want everybody, it's grandparents day is coming up. I want everybody to send a card to their grandparent at this time now. My father had been two years clean and had decided, or a year clean, I guess at this point or so, and had decided that he was going to move from California where I'm raised and move back into the house of my grandparents who moved back to Texas because he wanted to get his life right. So he moves home. He moves back to, uh, to, uh, to Texas. And I knew up until that point, until he had moved there, I had a great relationship with my grandparents. But I was hesitant because I was like, if I reach out to them, that means I'm going to have to hear from him. And, and so, and uh, growing up, I remember as a five, six-year-old, I used to pray every day, God, thank you, Lord, that, for his salvation, and thank you, Lord, that you're bringing him home as a five-year-old, okay? And so what happens? We write this letter. I didn't want to do it because I knew it, that meant that they were going to call. They're going to ask if I want to talk to him. Fast forward. I finally send it off. Exactly the same thing happened. They called. They asked if I want to speak to my dad. I said, sure, I can't say no. And so out of that... The Lord began to bring restoration to that relationship. The Lord will restore that which you've been praying for. 
And so for six months, God began to work on that relationship. I went down and visited him for a year. I mean, for a week, excuse me. Only to find out six months after the time I reached out to him that he died suddenly. And I remember I was at the funeral. This lady who I didn't know who his neighbor came up to the car to my mom and I. Out of all my siblings, she came to me and she says, I don't know why I feel I need to tell you this. She says, I was an, I'm the neighbor of your grandparents. And she said, are you saved or a Christian? I said, yes, I am. She says, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but I want to let you know that your father gave his life to the Lord before he passed away. And I tell you this because it was 17 years from when I first started praying for his salvation that the Lord brought him home. I mean, that the Lord honored my request or showed me the honoring of the request that I had for him. And so I want you to be encouraged that God is not moved by our time. He is not moved by how strung out they are. He's not moved by how far off they've been or how far away they have moved. That God is the restorer of the breach. He's the restorer of the brokenhearted. And today I feel more than anything the heaviness in this room. And God is going to heal your heart and he's going to restore families this morning. Yeah, Bonnie, you can just play and I'm just going to go through some of these references. And so I'm going to skip real quick to verse, let's go to verse 18 and 19. He says, and this is the prodigal son, and I will rise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. That what took place in those verses is that he knew he wanted to come home, but he didn't feel worthy to be at the table. I'm already telling you, that lost loved one, those loved ones that we've been praying for, God's already been dealing with their heart. But there's a part of them that feels not, they don't, they're not worthy anymore to sit at the table. But we just declare that that shame and that guilt, that condemnation, the lack of worth, the disappointment is falling off of them today. And then verse 20 through 24, I won't read it all, but it, it it's, it's the encounter that he has with his son. And let's skip down. Um, uh, verse 21, he says, For I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his finger, on his hand, and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. Today is the day of restoration. And I don't care. You Maybe you've been praying so long that, you're like, that you got to a point where you went from God I believe to God I hope. And I understand that that's real. I've been there. But I'm here to tell you this morning that I'm here, we're here to stand with you. That even when you feel, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. That I'm here to encourage you this morning that God is bringing them home. We serve a God that is a restoration, a restorer. We serve a God that loves us unconditionally. We serve a God that will reach in the pit and pull you out. We serve a God that will leave the 99 to chase after your one. 
Encourage their hearts right now, Father. Encourage their hearts, God. And the great thing about this part of the story is that he didn't just set him a table. He gave him the best of what he had. And it says when he saw him off from afar, he took off who he was. He took off his kingly robe and he ran after him. That I'm telling you that some of them are afraid to come in the door. But I'm proud to encourage you today. It's time for you to start to chase after them again. They want it. They are needing it. They are wanting your love and your encouragement. But they're afraid to admit that they need it. And then verse 25 through 30. And now his older son was in the field and he came and he drew near. He saw what was happening. He heard the dancing, the music. He's like, what's going on? And verse 28. And he said, but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, lo, these many years I have been serving in you serving you i never transgressed your commandment at me at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat that i may make merry with my friends but as soon as this son comes home who has devoured your live livelihood with harlots you killed the fatted calf for him that god wanted me to tell you that god is restoring sibling relationships today that some of you feel i've been in the house I've never left. I've been faithful. I've been the one to come to church. And I'm talking to young and old. I'm not just adjusting adult, young adults. Maybe some of you have moved on and had your own family. But you still feel like your parents don't see you. They don't acknowledge your success. They don't recognize what you do well. But it seems like the one that was out in the street, they call and they get a great surprise. But I'm here to tell you, the one that's been in the house and the one that left the house is just as important to God no matter where you fit on the spectrum. And whether you feel not worthy or feel overlooked, that God wants to let you know that his loving kindness is in the sanctuary today to let you know that you are worthy to sit at the table as well. saying and he said to him son you are always with me and all that I have is yours it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found and the Lord wanted me to tell you today he's breaking the spirit of comparison off of your lives I even hear it even in this church. Lord, I'm the one that's the first one here. I'm the last one to close the tent down. I'm the one that puts away everything. And I feel like I can never get a thank you. Leave the water. I feel like I can never be acknowledged for what I do. But I feel like the moment that somebody who left the church 10 years ago, they get a great hallelujah on the mic. But what about me? 
I've been faithful. What about me? This morning, God is going to restore your heart as well. He wants you to know. If nobody else tells you, he's telling you today, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful of a little, and I'm going to make you ruler over much. That when no one honored you in public, I am going to honor you in this season. Well done. Well done. Well done. And some of you came here today by accident. You kind of just stumbled into the door. But the Lord wants to let you know he loves you just the same too. If I can just get everyone to close your eyes. I want you to ask yourself, where, where do I fall on this spectrum, God? Where am I on the spectrum? help me Lord to locate myself and the word the Lord gave me today is that he wants to encounter you personally we've had some great glorious thunderous moments in this house I've been here I've seen it and we're going to continue to have those moments but sometimes we also need that real personal God that sees that hurt in your heart that nobody else seems to notice that sees that level of shame and hurt that's still there that sees that level of pain that nobody else seems to recognize and I want to first say if you're here today and it's going to take some boldness but I'm telling you This relationship is about you and God. There's some great things about to happen in the next four months in this house. But Lord, our prayer is let it be done in us first, God. Let it be done in me first, God. Let it be done in my own household first, God. Let my household be the living epistle of what you're about to do in this house. God, the same God that was with the Messinas this week, is the same God that's with the Shaddix, it's the same God that's with the Johnsons, it's the same God that's with the Fosters, it's the same God that's in every household represented here today. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I don't look at them and say, how? And why not me? But I rejoice with them because I know mine is coming too. So first, I want to speak to the prodigals that's in the room. That you've kind of just been teetering the line. You have one foot in the house and one foot out of the house. I mean your spiritual house. You love God, but you haven't been sold out. Or maybe there's some things that God is asking you to say yes to, but because of fear, you've been holding back. want to say today God is healing your heart God is healing your heart and he said the doors of my house are always open so if you're that person I want you just to slip your hand in the air 
If you're here and you say, God, that's me. Just keep your hand in the air. Lord, I'm that prodigal. I'm the one that needs to say yes again. Not because you've been sinning. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about heart posture. That you know there's some things that God is saying, I need more of a yes from you. But maybe because of fear, intimidation, shame, guilt, condemnation, not feeling worthy, you haven't committed that yes. So if that's you, I want you just to come up to the front and meet me up here. I want you to take the boldness. Just to come up to the front. This is your personal relationship with God. This is your personal encounter. I know there's more. I know there's more. And I just want you as you come forward to just lift up your hands and just surrender that to God. I In my dream last night, I was with Kenesha and um, I could feel this thing on my back. It was my lower back. And someone was like, oh, is it a tick? And I was like, no, it can't be a tick. It's not a tick because in my mind, ticks were bad, really bad. I'm like, no, it's not a tick. It's just a birthmark. It was something I had like coexisted with. And Kanisha came over and she had tweezers. She pulled it out and it was a tick. And I felt like the Lord, I felt it was intercession and um, that there are things, blind areas, things that we've coexisted with. And the Lord wants to pull those things out because a tick causes not only a bite, but it's, I had Lyme disease. It causes perpetual damage in life. And I believe that it's a word of knowledge that God wants to pull things out that we've coexisted with and may not even understand. So I believe if you feel the spirit in any way, there's hidden, there's things that the Lord wants to remove today. Um, just submit that to you all. God, the spirit is moving. He wants to remove things that cause perpetual damage in your life. Because the things that we can coexist with can cause perpetual damage. There's more of you. Let's remove the tick. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's confirmation. And if I can get some of my leaders just to come up and just come and agree and pray over them. And I want you as you're coming to the front. To, to give it, don't wait for us. Just lift up your hands because this is that this is that sign of surrender. And I'm telling you, God's already had the table prepared for you. Woo. The table's already prepared for you. He's been waiting Humility. for you to come and bring it at the, bring it to the table. Humbly come. Bring it to the table. Humbly come. We bring it to the table today, God. And if I could just get some of our leaders just to come and pray with them up here, that'd be great. We bring it to the table, God. We bring it to the table, God. Here's my yes again. Here's my yes again. Here's my yes again, God. I'm running, God. But the great thing is you're chasing after me as well, Father. Let's have some of the uh, elders, life group leaders, prayer team, come on up. Come on, let's just believe God to begin to touch hearts and move. Let's just... Be obedient here.